Everybody, heavy metal over a six pack. Hi, 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 hi. Hello, hello. So we're short a host, but we're uh, we're up three guests. It's a fair we, trade for now. It's yeah, it's a fair trade. We'll trade Jay for a, for a band guest. Mm-hmm. Screw Jay. Just kidding, Jay. We are very excited to be joined by the band today. Plea of Insanity. What's up, gentlemen? Hey, hello. how you doing? What? Good What's to be up? here. Exciting, exciting. Plea of Insanity. Where's Plea of Insanity from? Uh, We're based out of Southbridge, Massachusetts, because that's where we practice. Perfect. But we are kind of from all over the place. Sweet. I live in Plainville, Massachusetts. Okay. I'm just over the border in Connecticut in Thompson. I live in Beverly, Mass. Nice. Nice. Sorry for the uh, for the hike that you guys had to uh, come to join us this, uh, this afternoon. Oh, no uh, problem. It's a hike mm-hmm. to get to practice in Southbridge, too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> But um, uh, practice space you don't have to pay for is worth its weight in gold. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. When did... Uh, so just some, some, some quick background information. Like when, when did plea, plea of Insanity start? We had a slow start because it all began when I started jamming with Pete, helping him record some music that he was working on. Um, and through doing all of that, he asked me, hey... Do you have any stuff that you've been working on? Because, you know, I had the guitar and he had the software. Um, so we just started recording stuff. And after a while, it became like, hey, let's put together a live band. So we did. By the time we had the whole album recorded, then we decided, you know, let's start rehearsing these songs together and we'll find people to round out the lineup. Awesome. Awesome. So we started playing shows um, two years ago. I think so about that. Something like was, that. I think it was like in February of that year. Yeah. I know, it, was, it was after I started my newer job, so it couldn't have been longer than three years ago. So mental tracking purposes, bass, yeah. drum, guitar? Yep. Wrong. Or, Wait, I didn't see which direction you were pointing. <laughs> I started with <laughs> you. Bass, drum, guitar? Drum, bass. I am guitar vocals. Okay. Drums, bass. bass. Okay, guitar. Dr- okay, so... Close. Same thing, but backwards. Okay, we're good. We're good. Just, okay. I get, I'm, I'm, I'm horrible with names, and in, like anything requires memory. So, it's okay. If I call you the bassist, like again, just <laughs> like whatever. Just start throwing bottles and cans. We'll be all. We'll be all right. But he did play the bass on the recording. Right. Whatever. That doesn't matter. Confused. <laughs> you're, 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 you're still just the man. Just to stop everyone here. Yeah, you're still okay. the man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is plea of insanity. You know, if we're the first one, I would say I would want to be Pain and Lust, 
because I think that that one is our most traditional death metal death metal song. You know what I mean? Okay. And um, and and it, it, it's about rape. <laughs> Not in a like woohoo right. type of way. <laughs> You know, uh, I'll tell you something. Now, you said this all came from, like, real-life experiences. Uh, I said some of them. Okay. <laughs> I was like, sweet Jesus, we need, a, we need to call a, a therapist. Is this going to get deleted? This is getting, <laughs> this is getting uh, deep, like, really quick. <laughs> when I first started listening to death metal, I saw, like, Cannibal Corpse's album covers, Butchered at Birth, Tomb of the Mutilated, and it scared the shit out of me. And I read the lyrics, and I thought, holy shit, this is fucking awful. What's wrong with me? Death metal is about scaring people. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's supposed to be about writing about the darkest things in the world. Sure. So, you know, that song is about rape, but not like a, and a hey, yeah. I'm suggesting you go out and do this. It's sure. like a, hey, here's some fucked up shit to go along with this heavy, brutal music. Sure. So people definitely, uh, there are a lot of people out there that definitely enjoy that adrenaline of fear, I'd say. Oh, yeah, no, totally. You know, but, but in a safe context. I mean, well, that's why we watch horror movies. Uh, exactly. Kind of yep. Same reason, yeah. Horror movies, roller coasters, skydiving. Mm-hmm.
think our first show, and that was Jimmy Saloon, right? Yes, that yeah. is right. That was an interesting show. <laughs> Why not for an anecdote? Up at work, I actually rolled my ankle and I could barely walk. Uh. And then I got a text from Joe saying, "Hey, do you guys want to play play at Jimmy Saloon tonight for our first show?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Great!" I can barely walk. And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, can I swivel?" It's like, "All right, I can swivel." And then <laughs> we just did it. Nice. It's, um, it's hard, you know, when you're just starting out. You don't know what to do about getting your first show. So when we got a message, a friend of mine. His band was playing a show and a band dropped off. So I got a message that day. Hey, can you play a show in Narragansett, right? Narragansett? Is that where it is? What's that island in um, Rhode Island? Nantucket? Not Nantucket. No. (laughs) I think I'm right. I think it's... You could be. No, I'm sorry. You're you're absolutely right. Because I know the breweries from them, so that that would make sense. I'm already freaking high. We had to start. <laughs> Good lord. So yeah, we got it's the humidity. It's hot. It's hot as hell outside. So if I get loopy, guys, just <laughs> no problem. Real Marcus in. Don't let don't let him fly away on you. <laughs> right. We're here for Pleiative Insanity today, not my shenanigans. Nice. I got other episodes where we could do that nonsense. So you're the master writer. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Where 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 does it where does it, yeah, suppose where does the um where does the music come from? Where, where, where are we headed? Where, what's the uh, what's the purpose? What are we trying to do the with it? The bowels of my dark soul. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I come up with ideas. I record them to a click track. Pete constructs drums around it. And then Steve puts his finishing touch on it. So I um I took it's pretty much the process. I took a uh, I took a quick look at the uh, the um the bio, the bios that you guys have on like the social medias and whatnot. How would you how would you officially classify your music? I would say we're just death metal. I think that's just okay. the best way to kind of yeah go about go about it. I mean, you can get real nitpicky about the subgenres and everything. So I some people do. I don't. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people do. I mean, Not you know, it, it's great for you know describing different bands and all that. It, it, it helps, but. I'd rather just say that we're a death metal band and let other people say, like, well, I think you're kind of a... Okay. Throw it out there and, like, leave it up for interpretation. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Because, you know, even saying death metal at this point is a pretty broad and ambiguous, you know? I, I think of us as a death metal band, but we don't sound like Incantation. We don't sound like Autopsy, right. you know? So, I mean, there's, there's a difference between the original classic death metal the stuff that was in the later 90s and the stuff that's going on today sure i do want to interject as far as the writing credits i do want to say that joe actually did write about like 60 percent of the drums or like 40 percent of the drums on the record too the first couple of songs that he and i recorded together were old enough that i had laid down drum beats for the drum machine that i had so he pretty much just mirrored what i had done previously and so then for the second half of the album, I was just going in like with just bare guitar tracks over a metronome click track. And I said, you know, do what you think sounds right. Sure. Awesome. And I think aside from maybe one or two times where I said, will you try something different? Uh, Pete's usually pretty good at knowing where I'm going with a song anyway. Good to have that. Either that or, you know, one of the best parts is actually he does things that I wouldn't have even thought of, and it kind of changes my whole perspective on where the song's going. That's happened a lot with some of the newer stuff we write. 
some of the newest stuff we've been writing, I get like halfway done with a song and I'm kind of at like a writer's block area. But then when I hear what he's doing on drums, it kind of lets me look at the song in a new perspective. Sure. I would like to interject, and from a drummer's point of view, your drum work is very, very good. Thank you. Very. Thank you very I mean, much. my feet could never do that, <laughs> ever. <laughs> Just, After ten, ten, over ten years, my feet still can't do that. So. Yeah, all about practice. Right. Uh, on that, um, I'll put it out there too. Uh, one thing that helps me is I actually take online lessons with George Colius and Nile. Okay. If, if you've yeah, ever been I know to his website, pretty... he he has like a monthly lesson that he puts up and. I will say this, they are very good for like cleaning up your feet and your yeah. hands and stuff like that. I recommend it. Another drummer I really like is, uh, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to mess up his name because he's Polish, but have you ever heard of Eugene Ryabshenko? Stuff like that, but he, he's currently playing in Belfagor now. Okay. He went on tour with Vital Remains too, and he's sure. just fantastic, and yeah. he has a lot of really good tips on YouTube. And okay, I have to, never really dwelled that far, so yeah. I'm self-taught, so I, I try not to, you know, nice. but yeah, definitely. You self-taught, so you try not to take lessons? Yep. <laughs> does that, does I, gotta, that ruin, I gotta beat the man. I can't, you know. Does that ruin the ability to, be, to say that I'm self-taught? Yes. <laughs> Self-taught's the way to go. How long have you been playing, Joe? Since I was 16. Okay. Really? I feel like you were playing earlier than that. Really? Oh, yeah. you're right. Because uh. you were playing before me, and I started when I was 15. How old were we in junior high? 14 and 15. I guess I was 13 or 14. Okay. Just takes that one friend, that one friend that, like, you know, <laughs> hooks you up with, like, a guitar, and then, like, it's like, that's it. <laughs> no, you know, you know what it takes? It takes one friend who has a guitar, and you're like, I could do that better. <laughs> I had a friend. He lived a street over from me, and he got a guitar first, and he learned, you know, this was, like, the early 90s. So he got a guitar. He learned how to play Nirvana and Alice in Chains, and I'm like, I could do that when I saw him playing. I'm like, I gotta get a guitar too. So I fucking bust tables at my aunt's restaurant till I could afford a guitar. Awesome. What do you play? Guitar. <laughs> Touche. 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 Well done. Um, well played. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Steve. <laughs> kind of bass you rock it, man. Don't worry about the guitarist. He's a dick. <laughs> what am I playing? I'm playing... Um, you have an Ernie Ball Music Man. It's not a Music Man. It's, it's not, oh. Sterling by Music Man. It's the uh, cheaper version. Yeah. It's solid, though. If it works, it's all the matters. Yeah. It is nice. I, I picked it up. I'll, I'll tell you this now. Since Pete's between us, I touched your bass that time that you had to go <laughs> buy a battery. Unbelievable. Practice. I know. It's nice, though. It plays really well. Like Just touched it, or was that a, t- a full T-bag? I played it. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Nice, clean, clean, clean actions. Rather good. Now that well, I Joe, understand... Well, Joe, we can be friends again, if you like. Now that I understand your question, <laughs> I play an Ibanez. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get along just fine. It's going to be great. <laughs> Has it always been death metal? The first like what you like? What'd you start? Let me let me rephrase that. Like, what'd you start? What's the first music that you learned to play? Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. Good. That's what was big at the time, and that stuff's easy to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. not not to knock any of that stuff, but it's it's great when you're just getting into guitar and, and you realize that you've learned the power chord formation, and all of a sudden you can play 
songs that are like the big hits on the radio. So it, it motivates you, gets you excited about learning more complicated stuff. So as I got into heavier stuff, I, I wanted to um, challenge myself, learn the more difficult stuff. I remember I used to go to uh, whatever like the CD store was at the mall, and they would have that room in the back with all the tablature books. Remember that stuff? Mm-hmm. And and I would it's still look... there. It's much smaller, but it's still there. Really? There's some. Uh-huh. Like even Guitar Center, even Guitar Center has like their little oh their yeah, little, but their Guitar little bookshelf. Which store at the mall? It was like some store that doesn't exist Is anymore, like Sam Goody or Strawberries uh, or something like that. But I, I remember going there and, and looking at the tablature book for Rust in Peace by Megadeth, and the first time I opened it, I thought, oh shit, I don't think I can do this yet. I remember being proud of myself when I had the balls to buy that book, and then you know, I at one point. It's too bad our third host isn't here. Like, <laughs> you guys could talk Megadeth for like probably three hours. <laughs> we, we could all just leave and like we could all go grab like a burger or something. Oh, yeah. Just kidding, Jay. I'm sorry. Don't mean to make fun of you while you're not here behind your back. This is Plea of Insanity. So, Waking Nightmare. Tell me about Waking Nightmare. Um. This one gets a good response live, so we like to play it. It's a good closer. That's Uh, always fun. Yeah. Lyrically, it's about a lot of different things, some of which I won't talk about. But um, one large element is um, there is this video game that was put out by Atlas Software called Catherine. And it, it's oh, yeah. a really strange game. I know what you're talking about. You, have you ever played it? Never played it, but I know, I know of it. More or less, it's a uh, video game about this guy who um, thinks that he's cheating on his girlfriend, but what you come to realize is that she may possibly be a figment of his imagination brought on by his alcoholism. It's really weird. Um, Waking Nightmare basically is about um, this idea, uh, this thing that I remember from um, studying psychology in college, uh, disassociative fugue, where you um, you lose big parts of your memory and you go and live another life and you don't realize what you're doing. So Waking Nightmare pretty much is about someone who's lost touch with reality and is unaware if they have actually done all of these horrible things that are in their mind or if it's just a dream. Hmm. Well, psychology action. I like it. Yeah, well, I paid a lot of money for that degree, so I figured <laughs> might I'd as use it somehow. Use. We should talk about the accident, accidental drum fill. Oh, that yeah, guy. that's a good yeah. one. There's, a, there's one part of the song where everything stops and it's a drum fill and then everything kicks back in. I, I didn't even realize it that it had happened when, when I wrote that drum fill. But when Joe was recording his scratch tracks t- toward the metro- to the metronome, that section accidentally got erased, and I just wrote my drums ac- according to that. It's like, oh, well, the guitar stops there, and I just wrote the drums to that. And Joe listens to that. It's like, what happened to the guitar? It's like, what do you mean, what happened to the guitar? It's like, well, there should be guitar. It's like, oh, well, I'll rewrite that. It's like, no, no, I like that. That sounds great. So. That that's how that part happened. It was a complete accident. And hey, sometimes it's that's, that's how be- it comes up. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, and Joe, I'll tell you that that is one thing that I like working about you is that the writing process isn't like this frigid, like by the numbers thing. It's like I'll do something by accident. It's like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. And he's like, no, no, awesome. I think I yeah. Keep it. yeah, yeah. So. Some guitarists and vocalists can be real dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But um, you you asked before about stuff that I used to play in the beginning. The first band that I was ever in was like a, we were a punk band, basically. Nice. Um, I, I wanted to rival. You remember that dude who I said I saw him playing guitar and I knew I could do better? Yep. He had a punk band, so I figured like, oh, well, I'll start a punk band and we'll be better than them. We weren't, but it was my first time like... So were you guys like friends or were you just... Frenemies. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, 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 remember yeah. them? Yeah, we heard them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have to stop talking about them because we sound obsessed, obsessed in front of me like, every time we <laughs> like bring them up. every on. episode. I actually grew up with Dave. I knew okay. him since I was in third grade. Nice. Yeah. He's a good dude. He is. That's all I'm going to talk about you in front of me. <laughs> Dave, I know you're listening. I love you, but we got to move on, bud. I love you too, Dave. Shout out. What was the first band you were in, Pete? First band. It was just kind of a weird... Best way to describe it is that you know when you just have a group of friends and nobody really kind of like fit in school, you know, and they wrote music. It's your stereotypical that like we all it's like like basically like when I started playing drums, like I really really like Metallica. Metallica, I think, was really accessible for drummers because it's like you got snare and bass. It's like you can <laughs> master that. You can play the whole black album. Fisher Price drum set. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and from there, like I, you know, Pantera, then Sepultura. Um, Slayer mm-hmm. it's you know your angel of death it's like oh I gotta get that down and you know your shoulders hurt and your yep. legs hurt and it's like I'm gonna keep trying and basically like Marilyn Manson Portrait Mar- American Family just came out around that time so it's like that kind of misfitty sure. social what have you and so it's definitely a lot of that I think the original name of that band gr- growing up when I like just started high school I think it was called Eight Ball Screw I know it's like worse name ever <laughs> but, but from there like after that band that's when Dave and I started playing in a band together and it was called the name of the band was 32 Hood who was totally trying to fit into that whole like you know Limp Bizkit Deftones Corn sure. kind of kind of thing and uh, Dave was in that my brother was in that a good friend of ours John Herman he played bass in that eventually another good friend Rich Kaiser he joined and like me like some of them did, but me more and more, I just kind of wanted to like get into like the you know just heavier and heavier stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> and it's basically it. Yeah, awesome, cool. Steve, how'd you start, man? Um, pretty much the same stuff. Joe, so I was Joe and I have been friends for a very very long time, and he started playing guitar, and then our other friend Eddie was playing guitar, and we wanted to play in a band, so I just picked up the bass. I, like I, say, I, I love asking bass players how you start as a bass player because like <laughs> nobody grows up being like, dude, I'm going to be a bass player. I want to play bass. Yeah. Like that was me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> nope. A couple of guitarists said, hey, buy a bass. You, yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't need three guitars. We need a bass player. <laughs> That's how it happens, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and I could play along with the guitarists like pretty quickly because bass, you know. Right. No, I get. It, I it can be easier than guitar. It can. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult too, but it can. Just roots. It's got his nuances. I just, I just love hearing the story, of like how bass players turn out, because it's usually like a, like a reformed guitarist, yeah, or like just some weirdo actually did want to be a bass player, and it's like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> and then they're usually pretty weird. <laughs> well, I know some cool. some bassists pick it up as like a practical means of getting into a band easily. I remember watching a Cannibal Corpse documentary, and Alex Webster said everyone played guitar, so I figured if I just play bass and get really good at it. Everyone will want me for their band. Makes 
great sense, doesn't yeah. it? It does, actually. I mean, I, I actually know a bunch of bands where they either had a reform. I mean, you, our us. cover band, yeah, like, I picked up the bass because we didn't have a bass player. It's like, okay, fine. Like, I went and bought bass and equipment. That way we had a bass player. We could fill out the sound. Mm -hmm. Actually started just because I wanted to practice certain songs and we didn't have the bass player. So I was like, we need the bass player for this. Yeah. So I went, but enough about me. I digress. I've come to appreciate the bass much more than I did originally. It's, it's so it's such a I fun, like the bass. It, it's I don't actually just play to be in a band. It's such a fun instrument though. Yes. Like when it, especially like when you really get into it, like really get good at it. Like it's so yeah. fun. It's a great instrument. When when I I taught myself to play bass so I could play bass on the stuff that Pete and I were recording, and after I bought one of my own, I, I couldn't put it down. I didn't touch my guitar for months. It's just a good time, man. Yeah. I mean. I got this. I got my fun little room down here. Like when nobody else is around, it's just like I just I'll play like every instrument down here. Yeah, <laughs> including his drum set. <laughs> I practice everybody you don't else's. Practice, you use my drum set. <laughs> I, I, I play everybody else's instruments more than I play my own. <laughs> <laughs> but this is plea of insanity. Steve, would you like to pick one? Yeah, Steve, come on, man. All right, cog in the machine. Yeah, that's nice, my favorite nice. one. That's my hardest song. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, still trying, like I'm still trying to get this song yeah. up to speed. Yeah, we rehearsed that. It's like, all right, it's time for Cog. It's like, oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you're on liquid metal right now. You're introducing Cog in the Machine. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up, man. We are Plea of Insanity, and this is Cog in the Machine. That's not how it works. You know better than that. You know better than that. That's not what it sounds like on the satellite radio. I, I, I don't know. I haven't had a satellite radio in a long time. Okay, fine. I guess I'll guide you through this. Okay. Guys, tell me, tell me about Cog in the Machine. Why it's the hardest song for me to play. <laughs> I could talk about it, I mean, fr from my perspective, writing it. That was, Cog was the first song that I ever started working on for Joe. So it's like I just had the guitar. It's like, all right, time to write. And writing it at the time uh, i'll even say this there was a lot of stuff going on in the song that i had to patch in because it's like i physically couldn't do it at the time mm -hmm. and it's like it's like you know what the song is a song and the song's got to sound the way it's supposed to sound right. and like as as far as the whole writing process for it that definitely started like i feel like i got my role in the band with that song it's like all right can add a little bit of taste here, you know, a little bit of groove, blasts, you know, mm -hmm. and all, all that stuff like that. So that, basically that song was kind of how I discovered, you know, what I was supposed to do in Plea, definitely. I didn't realize that that was the first one that you, like... Oh, yeah. In fact, it, I'm going to bring up a memory. This was back, it had no drums. Remember, I had things hooked up, and you were there, and I was just kind of jamming out to it, just kind of finding beats and stuff like that and some of it got recorded and you know obviously go back and listen it's like no nah, that doesn't work and no nah, that does and but yeah plea made me have to get good <laughs> sort of maybe i don't know
so as a as a whole as a collective um so obviously like a lot of roots and like what you guys like all started with so like what what are the influences that like develop that you guys developed your current sound for me it was um I, and i don't even remember how i got into this but um we started taking the train into boston to go to shows at the rat um what was the real name of it the rath skeller <clears throat> Whose idea was it to go there? You went there with me, right? When we saw I went like there the, once. the Sunday death metal matinees shows. I, I was there one time and we saw Scattered Remnants. Yes, that was it. That was it right there. Okay, so when we were like 14, 15, we took the train into Boston. I went a bunch of times to this club to see these. They would be on Sundays starting at 1. So it was great because I could get home for curfew and all that garbage. But yeah. I saw this one particular show. There were two death metal bands that played. One was called Eternal Suffering, and one was called Scattered Remnants. And um, and I was familiar with death metal already because I had seen Cannibal Corpse on um, Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. But that was my first time hearing that music live and just feeling like the, the rumbling and everything. And I thought, like, well, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. So nice. You actually drew influence from like the lo- for like local acts. So it wasn't even yeah, necessarily cool. like a. Because you know, even in the earlier days, bands had kind of garbagey production. Even the bigger ones, mm-hmm. you know, compared to what you can do today, if you have the decent software and everything to do. Oh, it. absolutely! You can so like it came it, right out of a garage. Huge like, difference. Kind of huge difference. Seeing it live and and you know hearing it. <clears throat> so yeah, that that's pretty much what sealed the deal for me that I knew that I, I, I wanted to pursue the heaviest stuff <laughs> and then from there I just you know started figuring out the big name death metal bands I would look in the thanks lists that's pretty much how I figured out like which bands I wanted to check out I would open up like a Cannibal Corpse CD and see all the other bands on their thank you list so like okay there's my <laughs> list of bands I gotta try sure. to check out we didn't have the them. internet back then, so sometimes you had to roll the dice, buy a CD that yep, might and, suck. Yeah, exactly. So one of the things I did want to talk about, like, I mean, we're, we're, we're called heavy metal over a six-pack. We cover a wide range, and you guys, uh, admittedly, you guys are actually our actual first death metal act nice. to, to, actually, to actually come aboard. Um, one of the things, we, we've talked about this in, like, in previous um previous episodes how like the the genre of metal even alone is is actually considered like a niche genre it's a it's usually like a certain group of people that get involved with it it's not highly familiar like it's not for top, everyone it's it's not it's not going to reach top 40 charts necessarily it's not going to uh you know it, it doesn't necessarily appeal to the masses at least in america at least in america yeah, right. that's, that's actually very true um so you guys actually being like a, de- a death metal—I mean, a death metal artist—you're kind of like even more of like a niche version of the, the, the niche genre. Niche of the niche. You're a niche of the niche. Like, and I—I I don't mean that in a negative way, in like any way, shape, or form. I mean, for for a general audience, like what what necessarily makes a band a death metal band? Is it the sound alone? Is it the subject matter? Is it like like how would you interpret that for for an, for an average fan? The mayor may or may not hear you for the first time today. That is a deep question. <laughs> Can I give it a shot, Joe? Go right ahead. Basically, for me, like, 
No matter what type of metal you talk about, I always think that metal is always based around the idea of more. So it's like it's either who's faster, who's louder, whose subject matter is more extreme, who's more evil, and then when you get into Doom, who's slower. It's like, dude, we play two beats per minute, you know, or <laughs> something like that. So I think for, for death metal, that context as far as just the speed, the sound, and I mean, I think even the production is really a big deal about it too. I mean, you could have a perfect song, but then if everything just sounds like crystal clear and clean, that might kill the vibe of like, if you listen to like old Morbid Angel and stuff like that. So as far as like death metal itself, you know, pl playing this type of music as a drummer, it definitely taught me the value of hard work. So okay. it's not like, you know, hey, I'm gonna just try and jump on a bandwagon and try and make money, but it's like, all right, this is something that I really have to work hard at, and sure. nobody's probably going to give a shit, right. <laughs> basically. Right. Um, but yeah, obviously, you know, subject matter, in most cases, I mean, some bands I think even now are starting to stray, stray away from that too, but, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, you can say that about any style. It never starts with what it's supposed to be about. You could even say the same thing about rock and roll. I mean, rock and roll is just, you know, it was, uh, slang for sex and mm -hmm. you know not all rock and roll is about that and I think right. the same thing for death metal too sure. I like that I answer. like it that yeah no great. That, was, that was great thank you thank you <laughs> there's an interesting point that you actually threw out there like something I'd actually like to emphasize because like a lot of the times like when you, you, you know a genre of music will get generalized and it can be generalized pretty brutally especially when it's not necessarily pleasing to the masses or it's not the in thing kind of a kind of a deal and like I, I know a lot of people describe death metal as being like no talent like just noise like not there's nothing like behind it and like the fact that, the fact of the matter is the technical skill that's involved I mean the, the speed that you guys play and like the ability to actually keep that like all together mm -hmm. and clean and like do the transitions and like whatnot like I would always respond to anybody like that and just be like try it it's challenging to play, but it's chaotic by design, so it makes perfect sense that it sounds like noise to a lot of people, because that's kind of the nature of it. It's sure. supposed to be jarring and disturbing, you know? It, it's not it's not um, wedding dance party music, <laughs> you know? It's not, but I feel like a lot of times for people who aren't familiar with metal it's the vocals that throw them off yeah that is with. true like if you i try to say that to people like all right you don't like the vocals just mm -hmm. try not to listen to it try to just listen to everything else listen right. to the musicianship sure hey that's, that's what i say to people that talk trash about megadeth <laughs> <laughs> why because someone can't sing fair point i i understand some people can't get over Dave Mustaine's voice, and that's <laughs> fine. You're missing out on one of the greatest metal bands to ever exist. But hey, wh whatever. But uh, from a musician <laughs> point of view too, and I always, I always listen to the music over the vocals most of the time. That's what we're we're like in tune to listen to, like how it's all done. It's not right. necessarily the song as a whole, but every little piece. Me personally, I'm I'm definitely a, a big fan of death metal vocals, actually, too, and black okay. black metal too. It's, it's weird, like, I, I always associate that almost from, like, a theatrical perspective. It's like if you, like, let's say if you're watching a movie or stuff like that and you have, like, a really good villain, you know, even, like, in Star Wars, you have Darth Vader and what has he got? He's got this really deep, you know, sinister voice. And I think that death metal and black metal definitely taps into that. Okay. Like, my, my wife, 
when we first met, she, uh, she didn't like death metal at all. And then one day she kind of made the connection like, this guy kind of sounds like the orcs in the Lord of the Rings movie. Sure. It's like, well, there you go. And then next thing you know, it was like, you know, I'm, like, I'm going to use quotes. I know nobody listening to this can see it, but <laughs> she she was okay with it. Right. Quotes around the okay. Sure. She'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> another thing I like to say about the vocals is to try and treat them as another rhythmic instrument okay. rather than like people are just used to listening to a melody, a vocal melody, whatever for death metal in particular and black metal too. Like it's more just like another rhythmic instrument really. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's totally agreed. Most of the time you're not going to pick out all the lyrics unless you're, I mean, you get better at it with time. Sure. When you listen to it enough times too. I find there's two kinds of people in the world. You have the musicians and you have non-musicians. The musicians mm-hmm. will actually listen for the music. Right. Exactly. Because maybe that's our core, like, well, like that's what we desire to listen right. to. Like, for lack of a better term, the, like, the, for. The, uh, the, the outside musician may not necessarily understand the poetry of it if you don't put it all together kind of a thing. This is Plea of Insanity. Joe, this actually reminds me of the couple of weeks ago when I accidentally deleted the record. I should probably tell, oh, should I tell that story. That's a good story. Tell that. Yeah. Oh, we love stories, by all means. Yeah. Please, story away. We're, we are in the middle of put, uh, recording new material, at least like scratch tracks and metronome and writing the drum beats. I just finished a rough draft of drums for Joe, and I sent them to him this morning. But a couple weeks ago when we were recording the guitars for, on the metronome, I was like, you know what, I need more room on my computer, so I'm going to upload everything into the hard drive and back it up and make more room. And when I did that... I bu- backed up. It was like, not sure the technical term, but it was like a secondary copy. So there was a secondary copy in the hard drive, but the originals were erased. So I tried to check them in that, and then I said, oh, cannot access original files. And I'm like, oh, boy. And <laughs> luckily, because I had the, the external hard drive, I just backed it up and brought it back in. I'm listening to them like, oh, thank God. Joe <laughs> that would have been bad. Forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would. I'm going to knock on wood on that one because that's... Right? Never anything I would ever want to happen. No. Ever. GarageBand's done that to me a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, File can't be found. What do you mean? Uh, I just had plenty of recordings. We like just that. did it. Yep. This is pretty killer, though. Yeah. This might stay on my iPod. Nice. <laughs> I like this one. I love free music. <laughs> I always like to Dead Stripper too. I think yeah. subject matter is also people love that one. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about? The subject matter for this one, Joe, or mm. <laughs> that—that's. Well, I need a smidge of background, so the, the, this track, "Dead Stripper." <laughs> you said that we can take stuff out, right? <laughs> I will—I will tell you guys what that song is about, but we might not include this. Should we sign a? Any <laughs> 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 more papers to sign? <laughs> We have papers for you to sign. I will tell you this, that (laughs) she didn't really die in real life, but, you know, it's death metal, so it's more effective.
The band name, Plea of Insanity. Who, what, where, why? This one's on you, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) He took the big one earlier. Were you arrested? Can you see the future? Do you see an arrest in your future? Um, You know, there's no good story behind it, unfortunately. I only wanted to think of something that didn't sound like a typical death metal band name, but still worked. Um, I, I had in mind, you know, uh, there's a death metal band called Broken Hope. Yep. It doesn't necessarily sound like a right. death metal band, but it works. So I wanted a, something like that because I didn't want to, like, pigeonhole us as being a band like, oh, well, obviously all their songs are about gore. You know what I mean? Sure. Because I knew that we would end up kind of... I, I wanted the ability to kind of um, explore different areas, musically and lyrically. Sure. Kind of similar to how um, Death... And I, I know that Chuck said in an interview at some point, in retrospect, I wish I hadn't named the band Death because it kind of, you know gives people the preconceived notion of what we're going to sound like and what the lyrics are going to be about. Get pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. Like, so right. you have to like kind of... Right. S- yeah. So, yeah, I wanted something that could work on a lot of levels. And that that's pretty much it. I thought it sounded cool. It's like Abigail Williams. Outside looking in, you would never know. If I could add on that, I mean, I could tell you why I like the name. <laughs> oh, by all means, please. Um, it definitely... I, I feel like it taps into that old school kind of death metal vibe like it to me it sounds like a band that maybe existed in the 90s which sure. I, which I like about it and I think I think we even talked about while we were trying to figure it out it's like it's like so many like good band names have been taken and I think people <laughs> are starting to resort so to nowadays. like these really long you know yeah. long band names like between the buried and me and stuff like right. that and with friends I'll always joke around it's like there should be a band that's just called predicate you know <laughs> like you know subject to the predicate in a sentence sure. you know as I walk through the valley or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but not, and not to knock on those bands either. You know, just right. a joke. But, but no, I, yeah, I always like that about that. It sounds like yeah. something else. Don't cool. worry about apologizing. We're all for offending. <laughs> but okay. it is true. <laughs> Musical artists. A lot of good band names are already taken, yeah. and there are already doubles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to do the old Google search. It's like, okay, there's 30 of these and 12 different states. Okay. Need something different. Every once in a while, I check on... Um, the uh, Metal Archives Encyclopedia Metallium to see if there are any other bands named Plea of Insanity, and there still aren't, as far as I know. Which You're fine nice. as long as it doesn't get copyright. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, copyright away, you ideas. Because when somebody pulls out the copyright nonsense, it's like, mm-hmm. man. I'm all about not getting sued. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't noticed by like the piece of paper I made you all sign before you walked in here, <laughs> like all about not getting sued. Um, I don't understand why you made a sign in blood, but whatever. <laughs> well, because of this fucking DNA, bro. <laughs> this is a death metal show. We're all signing in blood. Mm-hmm. It'll be raining blood in here soon. I hope not. That'd be I hope cool. not. It'd be a horrible mess to clean yeah, up. It would be terrible. Did Slayer play a Mohegan Sun? Was that last night? I think so. You didn't go? No. What was it? Like? I said farewell last year. You saw them last year? Yeah, at the big, big Revolution Rock Festival. Uh, how was it? That was two years ago. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, different. Yeah. I saw Slayer back when I would say they were more in their prime. Me too, and that's why I, I didn't want to, like, I mean, the if someone had twisted my arm, like, like, oh, come on, I got tickets. Come on, don't, 
you know, go. I'm sorry, Shorty. He got big. He got old. The festival that we went to, and I, I, I put this lightly, kind of got lazy. Like, he was actually, like, up in the mics, like, wow, you all stayed to watch our set. That's cool. <laughs> you're, you're talking about Tom, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, would have sucked if you didn't stay. Would have been lame. Well, you know, if you see interviews with him any time in the past five years, you can tell he's... He's done. He wants to stay home with his family. It's pretty obvious. And probably just checked out. It's like, huh? yeah. yeah um, it's definitely nothing like the live intrusion video. That was another thing that I grew up on too. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched that, but yeah, very, very metal. Everybody's like, literally, the audience is covered in blood, screaming. <laughs> Guy's got a head wound, and it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's like the Gore Show. <laughs> so I uh, sticking with sticking with the uh, like, kind of like my questioning about like the death metal genre, like. Uh, I, I, I can't imagine, like, outside looking in, I can't imagine, like, being, it, it's an easy startup, especially trying to find, like, a, a live circuit of shows and, like, whatnot. Like, it's not like you're going to be playing, like, the background of bars or, like, whatnot. Like, so, how did that go for you guys, like, finding like, your first couple of shows? I know, like, uh, kind of lucked out with the first one. Like, someone just said, hey, we got a, like, we got a spot, right. like, come, come play this, but. Uh, one of the bands that we played with that night, our first show, um, the singer thought we were good, I guess, and he said, hey, I'm putting on a show next month. You guys want in? So it just kind of went from there. And it's funny because I, I jokingly said to Pete, all we got to do is get one show, and then, you know, we'll talk to people and we'll get on another show and it'll just snowball from there. And then I ended up being right. Well, <laughs> I didn't expect to be right. But, yeah, that that's pretty much how it is. There are... It's a good scene. It's not gigantic, but, you know, the shows are there. Mm -hmm. You just have to know about them and, you know. Because Ruffs does the Metal Thursdays, yeah. correct? Yeah, so they, they're Which, always... of course, isn't, of course, exclusively death metal. But, right. I mean, that's... We played Metal Thursday twice? Um, or was it three times? Three times. I think it was yep. three times. Nice. First time was with <laughs> Unmerciful. Yes. Second time was with... Desolate, I think, was the headliner, and then the third right. time was Apollyon. Yes, and and oh, my uh, my step brother, nothing. Yeah, my oh, step right. the drummer. Oh, that band, so. no shit. Yep. Oh, nice, nice. If you don't mind, I'll I'll add to uh, one thing about it, I think even death metal is even trying to find the right people to play right. with too. Yeah, I mean that makes a difference too. And that's one thing I'll definitely say that, that I like being in, in in plea is there there's no drama in the band. Like, we don't, you know, nobody storms out and slams a door or is yeah. two hours late to a show. Nobody's on drugs or anything like that, so. No one's fucking anyone's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're all a little old for that. Do you think maybe that's part that's of it? I mean, show is different. So we're all pretty solid people anyway, but. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah, like that stuff happened stuff like a that. lot Sorry. more yeah. I think 10 years ago. Episode 14, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Yeah, some people, I think, never grew out of that, though, too. <laughs> Fair enough. There's, there's always a few. Fair enough. I mean, look at Lemmy. <laughs> right? Aw. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite venue you've ever played? Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Like, personally, me, I really like Dusk. Like, w when we play, I just think everybody yeah. there. It's a good answer. Like, it's, it's just a good vibe. All the bands. Educate me. Where is Dusk? It's in Providence. Okay, I've heard that name before. I just needed the refresher. Thank you. Do you know where the mall is in Providence? Yes, sir. 
It's like right near there. Oh shit. On a side street. So um, I go to Dave and Buster's and hit up Dusk? Yes. Like the same walk? Actually, do you know where Fantasies is? (laughs) I know where Dave and Buster's is. That's about it. (laughs) Actually, did we walk by any of these? You know where (laughs) Fantasies is. You said that you can edit stuff out of this. Admit that you know where Fantasies is. I honestly cannot say that I know where fantasies is. I have well, no idea what you're talking about, Joe. <laughs> is it an adult strip? Is it a strip club? Because I'll go. Were you about to say adult strip club? <laughs> <laughs> is there another type? There's no child strip clubs anymore. All right, that's no getting, fun. All of this is getting edited. You're right. <laughs> that came out weird. I meant to say adult entertainment, and then like I just went like full bore with like the strip clubs. And now I just sound freaking weird. <laughs> girlfriend's nine years younger than me. Is that weird? That's awesome. <laughs> I guess it's only weird if you're 21, right? How old are you? <laughs> Probably. <right>? Not 21. <laughs> 23. 18 plus 9. I'm, math, uh, math. I'm 2014. 2014? Yeah, I just keep going on with my 20s. You don't have to go into your 30s <laughs> unless you have to. Like, you go 28, 29, 2010, 2011, 2012. Just oh, keep going. that's a good idea. Yeah, right? Nobody ever has to tell you you have to grow up, okay? I grew up on my own terms. Right. I've done more shit in my 2014s <laughs> <laughs> than I did in my 20 singles. That's fair. Yeah, right. Small part of you's got to stay 16. You got it. Mm-hmm. It's. Does everybody agree with that? The Dusk? Best? I'm going to go back to my... Yeah. Before Dusk I sidebar the shit out I've of I've only played yeah. Dusk the one time, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, what is it? Firehouse 13? Uh, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. I feel like that was a good That sh- was a good time, too. That place. was a good... That place was good. The sound was good. And the show was just yeah. good. Maybe it was just that it was a better show. It was the best attended show I think we had ever played. Because it was... Um, Malignancy was the headlining band. And um, Head Rot was on it. And they always have a big draw in Rhode Island. So <laughs> that was fun. So something like... like what, how would you describe your fan base? Like, what, what, what kind of what kind of people do you get at your shows? We actually have fans. That's awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say, do we have fans? Uh, Is that a thing? Death metal shows are usually just the bands and their girlfriends. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> we, that's more than what we got. Edit so that out. Okay. That makes us sound negative about the scene. Fair Man. enough. We gotta think. Trust me, we've all played the empty. The empty. Exactly. You put, you put play three, MP. four, or five bands together, and then it's like us playing to the band plus the three people that they all brought. And actually, that's not fair what I said because I had a club venue actually tell me like if you can't get ten people per person in your band, you're a fail failure. It's like, dude, fuck you. It's I like don't Thursday even know ten people. It's like Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have to work in the morning. My fucking kids are in bed. <laughs> right. Kind of defeats the purpose though too. Metal's not supposed to be a popularity contest anyways. Right. 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 I would rather play to 20 people who are really into the music than 100 people who are going to like be talking to each right. other during the set anyway. Totally. There was one show that we played. In fact, it was Sammy's Patio, which we're going to be playing again this coming Saturday. Um, someone told me, he said, I, like, you guys are great. You're technical, but you're not boring. Like, basically saying that we were, we were brutal enough that we were still brutal, but we still mixed it up a little bit. And that was a huge compliment for me. Yeah. I like that. Like the nicest thing I've ever heard anybody say about you. <laughs> <laughs> but we just met, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. We did just get here, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Who said that to you? Which show was that? That was a. 
It was a uh, Raphael. He, he was the one. Oh, that, that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. But yeah, no, he came up to me. He told that to me, and I was like, dude, that's that's awesome. So if we're thinking positive, or if we're thinking about a crowd like beyond like our girlfriends, because like I, I've been to thousands of shows. Like, I mean, what what what, what kind of crowd does like do you guys usually like? I don't. What am I trying to say? I don't know. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, as far as like the the audience that we'll have. Right. Do, I mean, do you find it's more of like a younger generation, an there older generation? Do you get more like male? Do you get like those like really cool goth females that like do like their shit? Can never get enough of those. Where if <laughs> like you accidentally bump into them, you're gonna get like hexed because you just <laughs> fucked up something. It's you know it's it's a wide variety, honestly. And I remember in particular, um, Pete mentioned that we played uh, a show where the headlining band was Unmerciful at Ralph's, and um, there were a couple of. I don't. They had to have been at least twenty-one because Ralph's isn't like an all. Close enough. Young. Everyone looks young to me now, anyway. But yeah, um, there's a lot of people our age, and then you know a lot of people younger too. So it's cool that younger people are into uh, you know dad metal. Dad metal. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely add to that too. I'll, I like def- that. I'll definitely add to that. The last show that we did at Ralph's, I remember, there was mm-hmm. people that were up at the front. There was one guy. He must have been maybe in his late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. And there was another guy front. He must have been in, like, his mid to late 20s. And they both had the same, like, half-drunk, creepy look in their eyes, like, yeah, metal, that's right. So it's like, awesome. There you go. That's cool. Absolutely, yeah. That that yeah. says it all right there. Yeah. And you know what? I, um... It, it's flattering when the like the older metalheads give us a positive reaction because they're more cynical and picky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I can, I can. Yeah, I definitely think that. And, and you know, that's something that I try to stay away from too. Is trying to, you know, I think when you've been listening to a style of music for so long, it's really easy to be an elitist. Sure. But it's like, you know. Yeah, who wants to be that guy at a metal show that goes like, oh, that band's rubbish. They won't last a fortnight on tour or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, it's, dude, it's metal. Right. Come on. Right. Get over yourself and have fun. Yeah. Right? And be That's brutal. what it's about. Yeah. What's your reaction? So this might be a weird question, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there anyway because it just popped in my head. So I'm just going <laughs> to, we're going to freaking tennis ball the shit out of this one. What's the, what's the reaction you want from your crowds? Like, what do you want them feeling after they see a, a performance of Plea of Insanity? Me, I, on my end, I would say just however it's positive. You know, I mean, if, if a person just likes to just stand there and watch the band, stand and watch there, and if you're that person that, you know, likes to, this was a crowd kill or whatever, <laughs> that's, that's a compliment too, but I'm, I'm not picky. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If someone's watching us play, I'm yeah. pretty happy. Sure. That's yeah. It's easy to just hang out at the bar and talk with your friends and drink beers. So when people are actually watching us. Take some interest in you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I want people to cry and have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> well, you laugh. That's but, the like, answer Seriously, do you? Like. Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, well, let me let me build upon this the um the subject matter because so, I got let me see I got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven I got twelve tunes here. Yes. What, 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 two of them are filler, I'll admit. That's right there. <laughs> there are two tracks. That's right. Yeah. 
There are ten actual songs. Okay, so we got we got ten. What's the message here? What are we what are we writing about? No message. Okay. Um, but just, just uh, whatever pops in the, that yeah, day. Yeah. Anything that um, motivates me enough that I will want to scream about it into a microphone. Um, I, I try to vary things up because I don't want to, and I'm I'm not by any means knocking the gore metal bands, but. I don't want to write about the same thing every song. Okay. So I try to mix it up. I try to blend ideas. A lot of the songs have a like some kind of real life element, something that I heard or something that happened to someone I know. Awesome. You know what I mean? Because again, it's it's like that motivation. If it doesn't mean something to you personally, then it's harder to really deliver vocally. You know what I mean? has to be something that you know grabs you enough that you're gonna put all that force into it because you know i smoke cigarettes for a very long time and it's hard for me to stay keep my wind up i need motivation (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna go in a different direction so uh, i was talking earlier about how uh metal and uh even death metal you guys are a niche of a niche whether this is uh, whether you guys have an answer for this, whether everybody has their own opinion on this, what is the best? Excuse me. We've had um, we've had episodes in the past where we actually talk about uh, heavy metal cover songs. What is the best death metal cover song in your opinion of a popular of popular music? For me, if you're talking about like accessibility and just like almost kind of like timelessness, like. You, you you can never go wrong with Hammer Smash Face by Cannibal Corpse. Did you agree with that? Is that, is that what, the, what was the question? That's a cover song? Or, no. Or a, I you mean you like a death metal cover. band covering a yeah. non-death metal song? Yeah. Oh, a death metal. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like somebody to cover So if So if, um, if we happen to have people in the audience that only listen to like stupid popular music. Which, it, why are they listening to this? But that's not the point. It, we are happy to have you as listeners, all I of you. I can't think of a lot of good examples of that. I was going to say, like a I death don't... metal band covering a non-death metal song. Uh, from a death metal end, I'm not totally sure it, it, as far as that, but I mean, I, I like a lot of black metal too. I always thought um, the song Venus and Furs by Velvet Underground would have made a great black metal tune. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but it's mm-hmm. all about bondage and it's just got this, you know, drone going with it and... Hmm. Oh, Cannibal I Corpse has a ton of covers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Bad question. Um, I can't. Cannibal Corpse covered The Exorcist by Possessed, and they covered some. All right, bad question. Are we, song. Well, are, we, we, can, mean, we can cut this one. Well, are, are you talking about like bands in general that have covered like older songs or like non metal songs? Mm-hmm. I gotta think about that one. I'm stumped. All right, no problem. No problem. <laughs> um, I'm embarrassed because I asked you a dumb question, and that's coming back from a break. So, <laughs> oh, you know, and I, I got something on the tip of my tongue too. I'm trying to think of well, it. Well, if you count Amana Marth as death metal, I mean, it's melodic death metal. They cover the System of a Down song, Aerials. Really? I did not know that. Is it good? This is why we ask these questions. We learn so <laughs> much fun awesome. stuff. Now I get really? to find it. Yeah, it's funny. It's real good. All I've right. never heard that. Now you get to look it up, right? Yes. I like Amon Marth. I know it's not yep. true. 
I mean, yes, if, it is. What are you talking about? <laughs> if, if Don't apologize for liking Amon Marth. Oh, I'm not apologizing. It's fucking Viking lame that you like Amon Marth. Wow. If, if oh, you like melody. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> if we're talking about covers in general, too, one of my favorite covers that that metal band has done is um, Witchery, their version of Fast as a Shark by Accept. If you've ever okay. heard, it's just got a good like punch to it. See, now you guys are getting the hang of this. This is yeah. great. This is the stuff I want. <laughs> and of course, you can never go wrong with uh, Death's version of Painkiller, which I oh, think yeah. some people will argue, okay. like, all right, is the original better or is that version better? Sure. I, I also grew up on the... Uh, the NIB tribute album, that Black Sabbath tribute that had like White Zombie and okay, oh that's real good. Mi- oh, ministry, yeah, they weren't that. really Ministry on it, but yeah. Hmm. All right, so the, this being a horrible question that I had, the follow-up question that I actually had was, if you guys could pick some lame top forty song and make it make it your own, like what would you do? Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I actually think about this all the time, but I never bring it up because... Uh, well, I'm making it public, bitch. <laughs> but Roll I mean, with the punches, buddy. The, the songs that I come up with are not necessarily like huge hits, but songs that aren't metal that I like and that I think would be funny to ruin or, you know, make metal songs. Like, <laughs> uh, Come on. You oh. can do it. Uh, Drink up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Purple Haze, good choice. I was just listening to Prince on the drive up here. (laughs) (laughs) And it would be really funny for us to cover uh, like a Prince song. And I mean like, you know, 90s Prince when he was all about like the Mm -hmm. dirty And I'm not talking like actually do their song and like their version. Like I wanted it made. Oh, no. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You have to brutalize it. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it would be really funny to cover like. Um, my name is Prince, or uh, Get Off. Can we have the release li- the release rights if you do it? <laughs> yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not going to. But it's you know what? Funny to talk about. S- speaking of covers, I just thought of this now. Have you ever heard Exum's cover of uh, Material Girl? Are you serious? <laughs> all it what? is is uh, the guys have Exhumed in their in their voices. You know, death ma- the yeah. high end and the low end, d- doing a karaoke version of. Uh, material girl. That so is awesome. I didn't know that existed. So it's it's the karaoke version. Then you just have the <laughs> on top. Of it. It's 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 hilarious. It's, that is awesome. <laughs> Are you gonna find it? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> what did the, was that on? It's like a bonus track on one of their albums. <laughs> I think it was like on <laughs> like a like on disc two of something that they released. Oh, I think. Yeah. That is awesome. I thought this question was going to be a failure, but it's actually turning in pretty fun. <laughs> it's actually working well. Oh. Does anal cunt count? 311 sucks. Oh, yeah. What would you call me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did you know that... Um, did you hear the news? I did. Yeah. Can we oh, talk yeah. about that? That's right. Um, Josh Martin, who was um, the last guitarist in that band off the escalator at the Providence Place Mall and died. This was like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I did not hear how that happened. That's a rational, that's like a rational fear 101. um, One of Craig's friends was with him when that happened. They had just come from Dave and Buster's. Wow. Yeah. Wow. See, don't go to Dave and Buster's, you fall off the escalator. Did he say what happened? Like, was he fucking around or like... Uh, Well, you know, I never met the guy. I didn't know him, but... um, 
a friend of mine told me that he was he's kind of like a uh, animated guy, so just like talking like hey, and he just kind of lost his footing and fell, not even like high, but hit his head and stuff. All takes, yeah. Yeah. This is plea of insanity. Should we do our other crowd pleaser? What is the other crowd pleaser? Uh, immaculate. Oh, Immaculate yeah, Deception. that's right. Immaculate Deception. It's our hit. Yeah, that is true, yeah. This is our hit. I forgot about that. This is like Liquid Metal Radio, like, ready? This is our single. I think so, yeah, probably. Do you want to introduce this one, Joe? Yeah, it was just an anti-religion song. <laughs> I mean, you probably could have uh, figured that by the title. Right. You know, mainly inspired by all the uh, priest rape cover-up that happened. Sure. Um it was a while back now. When that, was that, like, the big story in Boston for a uh, long time? I don't know, anywhere between 95 and 06. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much my whole... Oh, 11 years. ...teenage life. It's like, man, it's a good thing I wasn't religious ever. Right? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. All those people sound fucked up. <laughs>
right, Plea of Insanity is uh, going to go on a world tour. <laughs> nice. Awesome. What would be the dream tour for Plea of Insanity? Who opens for you? Who opens for us? <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> that, uh, how, how do I answer that question without sounding pretentious? Exactly. Who do we get to open for? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. more into my Yeah, can we... Uh, who yeah. do we get to open up for? Like, yeah. How, it, whatever makes you more comfortable answering the question, but like... A, what, what would be a dream tour for? Who, who would you want to go on tour with? Well, I would yeah. want to go on tour with Cannibal Corpse because they're one of the biggest bands, so why not want to play in front of a big audience? And I, they're awesome. They're one of my favorite bands. Okay. Yeah, definitely like them or... Morbid Angel or DSI, one of the like classic, you know. Awesome. Get to hang out with yeah. Glenn Benton and just be like, dude, you're the shit. And then like <laughs> something unpredictable, like he punches me or like I'm gonna go <laughs> fuck myself or something. Morbid Angel, they put up, they have an epic stage like setup. Like I love like all of their stage setups. It's just awesome. <clears throat> what are you, Steve? It's a great question. That's why we ask it. So. I agree with them, but for sure. But I'm I'm trying to think like, what about a non-death metal band that we could open for? Like, does it have to be a death metal band? I want your dream. Like, do we have do we have to actually like fit in with the show? Absolutely not. Hmm. Oh, you want to open for Foo Fighters? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yes, please. That's what we're doing. We're trying to play well-attended shows. (laughs) That'd be fun. It'd be like Pal around Dave Grohl. Can I sing on the next Probot album? <laughs> he song? might be into oh, it. I forgot about that. With Jack Black. Yep. Iron Maiden would be lovely. Be there you go. There you go. Yeah. See, homeboy over there is thinking outside the box. Yeah. That's what we got to do. That's how we got to bring death metal to the masses. Well, I always go back to the, the clutch and um, Lamb of God show. Nothing alike, but they they toured together. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah that nonsense. Out. I thought um, Mastodon and Primus are on tour with each other right now. Yeah, right, right now. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah, that's weird. But that's yeah. fucked up. But I'd still <laughs> fucked up. But I'd still have fun at that show. Yeah. For being a bassist, <laughs> you yeah. should. That's close exactly. cool. You know, be uh, great. I, I played bass once. I don't get Primus. Will be great as no. uh, with Abbot. Abbot. Yeah. <laughs> or Abath. Yo. Oh, yeah. So let me let me follow it up. What's what, uh, what are the best band? What what are the best bands you've performed with so far? Who are your favorite bands you played with? On my I, oh, oh sorry, I didn't mean to. And don't worry about hurting anybody's feelings. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, I, I was really psyched to play with um, Malignancy because I've been a fan of them since I was a teenager. So I <laughs> thought it was really cool. And, and they were cool to us too. So I mean, I mean, that's good too. Man. Not that anyone in death metal has any kind of rock star bullshit attitude anyway. But right. those guys are really cool, and I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing them for free. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> touche. We got free beer too. There you go. Yeah, they hooked us up with beer when we got in there. Firehouse Thirteen. Yep. Why did that place have to close? <laughs> um, who, oh, oh, go ahead. Those one band that we played with at. The uh, Sammy's Patty. I think it was the fir- either the first or the second time we played there. A band called Maniacal Violator. And they're kind of like a, they're, they're black metal. And if you argue that they're not, they're at least black metal esque. And 
I remember being outside, like putting stuff away, like putting my gear away and hearing them playing, and then I'm just like, that's a good guitar riff. I gotta go inside and check that out. And like, like definitely good guitar work. They're they're vocalists. I'm friends with like two two of the guys on Facebook, and they're definitely good vocals. Definitely good guitar work. And yeah, check them out. Definitely. They were awesome. I I yeah. actually I knew you were gonna say that too. <laughs> Because I remember you buying the shirt. Yeah. I was just like, I got to get yeah. a shirt. And they were really good. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> Who we played with that we really like? Yeah. Um, Apollyon. Yeah. Yeah, they were, were, they were excellent. very cool. That was the show with Hail Nothing. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they were fun. They were like Venomish, I would say, right? Yeah. They definitely had like some like rock and roll-esque parts. like Black and roll. Yep. I bought, I bought their their CD when I was there, and their last song on it is called Midnight, and it's got this good, just like, you know, fist pumping in the air, kind of, you know, you know, it's like this song has got to be about the night and some woman running in the night, or it, it probably isn't, but you know, it definitely taps into that early sure. '80s kind of, you know, hmm. vibe. Nice. So you guys as a band, like, where 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 would you say your focus is? Because like like sometimes I like it. Some bands like really want to put like recorded material out and like actually have like the the, the message like a like whether it be like a like a I don't want to say concept album but like you know have like the visuals and like the recorded material or like a lot of a lot of bands like really focus on like the live performance like where where's you guys' passion like do you want the recorded material do you do you like the live performance I think it's important to have both because if you don't have new material you're going to play the same songs over and over again you know so i i, I you want to keep things fresh mm-hmm. you don't want to be a studio band either though right you want to have the, the yeah. live aspect i would playing play. live is definitely the funnest part oh, I, would yeah. say. I, I would definitely say though that it starts with the song because yeah. i mean let's face it if you if you don't have good songs you're not gonna nobody's gonna give a shit sure what's next for playing insanity what are you guys got coming up for the people Next weekend, we are playing a show at Sammy's Patio in Revere, Massachusetts. What's the actual date of that? Just so June, June 9th. June 9th. Yeah. June okay. 9th. We're playing with Fog So, yeah, Wizard. this isn't live, huh? I can't say next Saturday and people will know. So I, I dragged it out of you. We're fine. I'll You're, try to get this out there by June 9th. <laughs> yeah, we're playing with... Or should we say, hey, we played a show last week. <laughs> it's all about the future, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Next it's Fog Wizard and Psycho. And another band just got added, and I yep. don't remember their name. Where's Sam's Patio? Revere Beach. Thank you. Yes. Jose, I know where, I, I've heard that name before. Um, it's funny because um, I grew up in Revere. Steve grew up in Revere. And um, it's funny knowing now that uh, Sammy's Patio does metal shows, and I guess they have been for a while, but... When I was a kid, that's not the type of club that place was. So I find it amusing that now, like, oh, awesome. Now that I don't live in Revere anymore, Sammy's Patio is this right. hotbed of uh, metal shows. They get you. Yeah. And the last serious question I have, uh, what, what, tell the people, where can they find you? Like, what's your what's your presence? Websites? Uh, we do not have a... a standalone website we just have a facebook page and we have um, a website. our album yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's redundant to make another website right 
We're all going to Facebook anyway. You know what you do? You build a website and you link it to Facebook. Yeah. Our album <laughs> is available on Bandcamp as well as a, a bunch of other outlets. iTunes. Spotify. It's yes. on Google Play yeah. as well. Google that's, Play. That's where I found yes. it. We, we, uh, we got um, a subscription to DistroKid, which puts your music on a bunch of different platforms. Hmm. So it's out there, but I... Bandcamp was the first one that we did. Sure. So that's cool. like the main thing that I would... You can buy it on Bandcamp. Yes. Please buy it. Of support us. Support local <laughs> music. Yes. You know, I... One of the last shows we played, I, I said to the crowd, like, you know, buy our album so that we can make shirts and then sell those to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you bring up a subject that I usually bring up, but I'm not going to I'm not going to go down that path today. Oh, why not? You can just edit it out. Yeah. OK, and fine. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, fine. I'm going to so say you're on Spotify, right? Correct. How does something like Spotify help a band like you? I don't know. I don't know anything about this. This is young kid shit. Tell me. No, let me let me let me elaborate a little bit because obviously. I want to, I want to answer this. The, uh, the Steve wants to answer. This. The world that we're in right now, album sales are something that's starting to become obsolete. Yeah. Not necessarily obsolete, but it's declining. Like the the market for CDs and actual physical hard copy like stuff, which, and we've actually talked in like multiple episodes. Mm-hmm saying how it's like you know what the people are actually missing out because there used to be a lot of stuff that used to be included in this you could actually make albums you could actually have that little book inside there that actually gave you information on the band yeah there'd be actually artwork that would actually be like biographies there would be like all this like cool content but the drive now is see now i'm dragging you guys into like my whole world of shit that like i created this podcast with the drive now is is like releasing si- singles like, you drop a single that actually, like, appeals to people. So album sales are kind of like a thing of the past because you get that one that somebody might find catchy. They'll get that one, and they just walk away. They miss right. all of, like, the quote-unquote B-side tracks, like, and whatnot. I mean, it's just a different concept out there. Like, you have to, like, appeal to a mass that, like, has, like, no attention span. And, like, you guys put out a lot of material. You have 10 tracks and, like, admittedly two fillers, but you have 10 solid tracks. And you know what? I left the fillers out um, when I did the Distro Kid thing because I thought to myself, and admittedly, I don't know how a lot of this stuff works, but I don't want someone to be listening on Spotify and they listen to one of the Segway tracks and think that that's all we are. And I think that you... I like that whole idea of the album as a whole. And if you want to have... Well, that's the part that's like a thing of the past right now, yeah. because you used to be able to like link these songs together and like put like yeah. a little something in between those. And like if you actually listen from like track one to six, you're going to have like a little story that guides you through like all of this. But that that goes away in like the world of singles. Long story short, I, I read I've read a bunch of articles, especially like with the like the mid level to low level bands. So not headliners, not national recording acts that they make their money off of the stuff, their merch, and they make their money off of actually distributing their music like on their own. So like when, when things like Spotify, which is obviously the most easily accessible to get your stuff into like millions, the availability to millions and millions of people, 
but how does that work with a like with a local with a local up and coming band? Like, how do they help you? Do you mind if I? I don't have an answer for this one, please. Basically, I mean, at least on like an accessibility level, I mean, it's like, if, hey, if you have Spotify, you can find us. I mean, I do think that is great. Sure. I mean, culturally, that is where we are right now. It's like streaming. Like, I mean, I don't have cable right now. I do Netflix. I think that's kind of where culture is kind of going. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for everybody to know that things don't happen overnight. I mean, you got to think, I mean, even though, like, people are kind of used to Netflix, they have Spotify, they know it. I mean, it is still, in terms of the grand scheme of, like, how things develop and stuff, I mean, it still is relatively, like, a new thing. And I think, I think the music industry is still trying to figure that out. It's like when something is so brand new and it's like, all right, how do you figure that out and keep it so that a band can do certain things or a musical artist can? So, I mean... It, it's, I think it's still all so new that we're, we're still everybody's still trying to figure out how to use it the best. Well, my my concern is the survivability yep. of it because what happens is like if, in order to get like any kind of a profit off the royalty from like Spotify, you literally need to have millions and millions of plays. Yeah, I mean that's why everybody in this room probably has a day job. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we definitely do. <laughs> yes. I have a career. <laughs> that's the word. And I think that's kind of like the. Like I guess like the double edge of it I guess too is that because I mean we're you got two I'm sorry I don't mean to cut you off there's two products here I mean I'm an app I'm an Apple I'm an iTunes Apple Music guy he's a Spotify premium guy I pay ten bucks a month for a premium service I can listen to any music that I want all I gotta do is like type it in and like I don't even have to like purchase it anymore but like it's all about the plays like the royalties come from the plays but you get like a thousand like one thousandth of a cent for like every play that. I'd say, like, to, to stay positive is that if people really like you, like, if you have something really special, pe- people will pay money for you. Like, right. they will pay that for that ticket to go and see you live. <laughs> They'll, I mean, and I'll say this on my end, because I'm thinking, like, oh, it sucks that, you know, you can access music free. But, I mean, on my end, coming up from, from like, my, my upbringing, like, getting into bands and stuff, duh, coming back to Dave... It, from from front of me when we were in a band together, when they were going to Franklin Pierce, they worked at the the, the radio station, so they were always getting these CDs that they were allowed to take out and you know, like burn CDs and stuff. And my brother would come home and he'd be like, "Yeah, if you want to check this out, I mean, I, I don't really know much of it." And it was Mayhem, it was you know Demistress on Sathanus, and it was the first time I was like, "All right, I'll give these guys a shot." And it was like, "What the hell is this?" You know. So it's like I. I got to experience a lot of bands for the first time for free on my end, but then at the same time, it was like, these guys are awesome, and it's like, oh, they're coming around, I'm totally going to buy a ticket, I'm gonna, gonna buy, totally going to buy a shirt. So I'd say on that end, I mean, that's, that's one way to do it, because I think we definitely live in a culture where nobody wants to take a risk to spend money on a record that they hate, you know, so I mean, I'll definitely say that. Sure. See, this I what happens. Like, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Well, no, it's, I, I think I said something about this earlier about looking at a CD and taking a chance because I'm thinking back to like the days where I used to like, oh, look at this gory cover and a logo I can't read. This is probably good. I'll take a chance and buy this. It's just a different world out yeah. there. Like what used to happen is you used to hear a single on the radio. You'd be like, dude, this song kicks ass. And then yeah. you'd actually go buy the CD. Right. right. But now you don't have to do that. You can, you can just, can just go grab that single. 
And then who knows if you hear the rest of the stuff. It's like you have to actually like I'm so set in my ways. I have. I um, mean, I'm old school. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I have a big rack with like 500 CDs. Except for my my Apple Music account, which I just admitted that I actually have. (laughs) But I I have the pile in there. I mean, it takes. Well, I've always said, too, is, you you know, that every band has their single they put on the radio. But if you sometimes that's not even the best song or even a good song on the whole album. It's usually just the one that is catchy or whatever. But right. a lot of times the rest of the album is so much better and no one knows that. My fear for the world is, is like the, the culture is like just so different, like not even just like with the music distribution. I mean, like getting actually people to go out to like shows because, you know, back in the day, you didn't find new bands unless you went out to their show. Right. Like if there was like four or five like local groups that like got together and actually rented like a hall to like put a put a show on and they all had like a couple of like merch items and like some CDs like available. That's how you found those people. But like even like driving people out to like live music, we've been, the two of us have actually been to like some epic shows in like the last, you know, twelve to eighteen months that are just like they're they're dying for attendance. It's like what where the hell are these people? It's like seriously. This is why the scene is dying. It's not because like the music sucks, it's because nobody's going out to yeah. it. It's like don't know what they're missing out on kind of a thing it's like but and it's a shame because there are a lot of it's all because you know it's all about live music and I, I made that half joke before about when we played with malignancy and i was happy to see malignancy for free but like for real i have such a blast at every show we go to because i enjoy seeing the other bands play there's nothing like live yeah great there are a lot of good bands out locally right now too we yeah. played with a lot of good bands yeah. like we said our favorites or whatever but there's a ton more mm-hmm. like more of the bands that we played with than not i've really really enjoyed in fact i definitely like to give a shout out to lacoria because i think oh yeah dan Absolutely. dan definitely helped us get a dan's lot of hooked us up a lot in fact i think he got us on that malignancy show he too. did yeah yeah they're, they're definitely cool but that's that's the end of my war against uh social media and which is funny because like I rely on like social media to distribute our stuff too, so it's like that's yeah. double-edged sword. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those things. It's like it, it, it's not going to go away. So you really got to find how you use it best. It's right. like even like recording now. I mean, all like all stuff you know, growing up on with that the '90s was all like reel-to-reel tape, yep. and now you know you have MacBooks, you have digital, mm-hmm. and it's like instead of oh well, we're going to record everything. <laughs> we're going to record everything on reel to reel. It's like, why not try and use the digital stuff and try and make it like mm-hmm. how it was, sure. you know, or like, you know, so the using... point is you have to see bands live to know that they can pull it off live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, so like, you, and as far as you said too, like discovering bands by going to see them now, you could just go on YouTube and find out if they're good or not. Sure. You can but watch I think the live that, someone in the audience with a camera. And, yeah. But that, yeah. I also think that kind of raises the bar though, too. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you have a little more. Yeah. It's like, all right, everybody wants to go see the, this band because they can play at 280 beats per minute and our band can't. So it's like, well, maybe I need to get at 283 or, you know, or, sure. so I think it definitely helps. You know, to, to stay positive about it. It's like really trying to make it, you know, help raise the bar mm-hmm. as far as what you do. Definitely. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> so unless you have anything to add, Anthony, I'm done with the serious shit. No, I'm, I think I'm good. I think you've covered the basis. Anything you guys want to tell the people before we just get goofy? 
try to think of some words <laughs> of wisdom. Um, tell you what, how about this? Some advice if you're, if you're trying to do a band. Try and find balance. Don't be so technical that you lose people, but, you know, remember to practice. <laughs> I'll take it. That was half deep. You could probably cut that out. <laughs> Not a chance. Uh, over that paper you signed? <laughs> Anyways. I want to play a game. Are you smart enough to get a heavy metal over at 6 All right, y'all. Ready to play a game? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so this is Actually, a... Uh, no, I have to get another beer. Okay. We'll, we'll pause. Thank you. I don't know how smart you have to be for this one. All right, we're going to play a game. This is uh, Are You Smarter Than a Me. Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack Host? Now, since one of the hosts have to actually write this segment, that means you are going to be competing against Anthony. Are usual. Well, Anthony didn't come up with a game. If he would have came up with a game. Now, I tried I was to... going to go with fighting people, like they said, but... I actually tried to stick to a theme, like when we have our guests. To the best of my knowledge, I try to, I try to stick to a mm-hmm. theme. Um, so what we do is we do two rounds. Oh, I need a scorecard of some sort. Should that be notes page? As you can all see, I use my break wisely. <laughs> all right, so we <laughs> do this. Uh, generally, when we play this game, we have two <clears throat> rounds. We have a round that's a relatively serious trivia, and we have a round that's like complete <clears throat> bullshit, whatever I pull out of my, you know what, trivia. Uh, first round will be worth one point for a correct answer. The second round will be worth two points for a correct answer. If you win, we'll give you a fabulous round of applause and absolutely zero prizes. We nice. get to walk out knowing that you're smarter than Anthony. We're all about cred. So. <laughs> street cred. Street cred. Yep. It's all about the street cred. Uh, so, what do you think we should start with? Should we start with the relatively serious trivia or should we start with we the... You always uh, want to end with the goofy. You want to end with the goofy? Always. Okay. So for round one, now I gave everybody some flashcards because we 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 figured this. So this is gonna be confusing. There's actually gonna be A, B, C, and D. On the back of C is where D is located. All right. Because paper is very expensive. I reuse these. <laughs> if you go to the back of A or B, it's gonna say true or false. Ignore those. That will do you no good true. on this one. <laughs> So this is actually going to be multiple choice for round one. These are album names, and you have to identify the band that the album came out that produced said album. Did I say that right? I'm going to give you the album name and four band options. You're going to tell me which band made this album. Okay. All right. And looking over this, in very poor taste, I can tell you... I'm going to F up the spell, the pronunciation of all of these, probably. So bear with me. You guys ready? Any questions? I'm going to have a hard time not shouting out the answers. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm going to try very hard. Well, if you, if you want to shout you. out the answers, that's actually fine. Because like what I'd actually like to do, because in the past, what happens is everybody just like holds up flashcards, and I have to read everybody's flashcards. So that means we have like this 20-minute block where everybody has to listen to my beautiful voice. Which, I have the voice of an angel, but everybody can participate. It's okay. Like, feel free to talk along with the game. 
It's all for fun, like I said, because I'm not giving you shit for prizes. And Sh- uh, should we turn off our phones so we don't cheat? <laughs> cheat all you want. <laughs> and I can assure you, Anthony has no previous knowledge of any of these questions because I literally came up with them about 30 minutes prior to you guys coming here. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which was actually before he even showed up here. So, like, at least two minutes before he showed up. So I'm going to give you an album name. You guys are going to tell me. I'm going to give you four options, A, B, C, or D. The first album name is Obscuritatum Advoco Amplitary Me. Okay. Oh, say- if you don't know this, then I <laughs> Wow. We're done. Option A is Dark Funeral. Option B is Abruptum. Option C is Marduk. Option D is Black Dawn. Can we get the name one more time? Obscuritatum Advoco Amplitere Me. Can you use that in the sentence? Are we on the same team? Everybody's working individually. All right. I might actually even own this record. (laughs) (laughs) But say the band names again. Uh, A is going to be Dark Funeral. B is going to be Abruptum. C is going to be Marduk. D is going to be Black Dawn. All right. You know the answer? Nope. Yuki? It's definitely not. You're going to be mad that you don't know the answer. Yeah. Um, Obscuritatum Advoco Amplitere Me. And there's a question mark at the end, oh. if that means, means anything. <laughs> it's a question mark in the actual title? Yes. Okay, that actually helps. Now he knows. It, it's a guess between two, so again, I'm not going to pretend that I actually know the answer, so I'm not like, oh, oh yeah, he knows everything. All right, so I'm, with A, I'm, Dark Funeral, B, Abruptum, I'm C, going Marduk, to, and D, Black Dawn. I'm going to guess with Abruptum. Okay. We have one answer for Abruptum. I'm and, guessing D, because I think it, if, if it was any of the other bands, I'd know it. D, Black Dawn, okay. Yeah. Go on Dark Funeral. Dark Funeral, okay. And Anthony? B. B, Abruptum. Abruptum is absolutely correct. Nice. <sighs> if, if I could say this, I've always known Abruptum to be weird, so the fact that a title would have a question mark in it, it's like, oh, that might be Abruptum. Is that the guy that used to burn himself with coals? Like, uh... Uh, I love the crazy Singer background of, information. These Singer guys of Mayhem. Trivia. Attila. Attila was in that band? I don't know if he's still in it, but he definitely did a lot of stuff with them. So who's the guy that used to burn himself with hot coals? Oh, I don't know. Do uh, you know what I'm talking about, Steve? No. Fuck you, yes, you do. <laughs> you told me about this. It was like 15 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I got nothing. All right, so the cool part is we got two correct answers. Pete and Anthony both got that one correct. Very nice. Drummers. Nice <laughs> there you go, yeah. Go drummers. Yeah. Pretty much. Number two, the album name is The Slaughter of Innocence, A Requiem for the Mighty. A, Cradle of Filth. B, uh, Hecate Enthroned. C, Cult of Daph. D, Ancient Ceremony. What was B again? Uh, Hecate Enthroned. H-E-C-A-T-E Enthroned. And, and what was the title of the... The Slaughter of Innocence, a Requiem for the Mighty. Was Hecate Enthroned <clears throat> option B? Yes, it was. All right, that's my official 
Yes. I think that's mine too. Yeah, okay. me too. We yeah. got a lot I of remember these. They have an album with the word record. It sounds it, right? either them or Cradle of Filthy right, to so me. So I think I have Cradle three, of Filthy. I got yes. three answers for B and Anthony. <laughs> we go with D. Went with D. Ancient Ceremony. Hecate Enthroned is absolutely correct. Yeah. Is that the one with the person holding the mask on the cover? Is that the one where they went death metal? I'm doing air quotes. Went death metal. <laughs> I know, you know what I mean. Because I know what you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the album, so I don't know. We still got it right. Nice. You guys did so well. We actually have a. This is now. harder than the liquid metal trivia. I this is good. Yeah, this is re- this is really good. Alrighty, I look yeah. glad. I'm glad you guys like it. I enjoy it too because I don't have to answer any of these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to pronounce all this shit. All right, album number three. Are we ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse with a question mark. It's spelled. Let me spell this for you. A P O K. A L Y P S E with a question mark. Is it abruptum again? <laughs> <laughs> the options are A Judas Iscariot, B Demon Realm, C Abigor, or D Nebular Moon. You know this this one sounds familiar too. Anything you'd like repeated? I was just watching the spelling bee the other day, so any information you'd like repeated? Could, could you say all those one more time? Absolutely. A. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Okay, I was listening to A, Judas Iscariot, <laughs> yesterday. That's my sentence. B, Demon Realm. C, Abigor. D, Nebular Moon. The album is called Apocalypse with a K. And a question mark. Apocalypse. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not going to pretend to know this one, but I'm going to guess with Nebular Moon. Okay. So that's an answer for that, D. That was what I wanted to guess. Anthony, to guess A, Judas Iscariot. I'm, yeah, I'm going with Nebula Moon. Nebula Moon, that's okay. That's a weird enough band name that I think they'd have the question mark. I'm going with C. Which one was that again? Abigar? Yeah, I'm going with that one. C is absolutely correct. Abigar is correct. I use that high school college rule. Are we go with C. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it usually Abba, Abba Kadabba? So technically we're on A. Sure. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. We'll... All right. Album number four. The album is called mm-hmm. The Grand Torturers of Hell. A. Azurat. B. Cult of Death. C. Abba Zagorath. Or D. Limbonic Art. Say the album one more time. The Grand Torturers of Hell. And you said Azeroth was A? Uh, Azeroth is A. Cult of Death is B. Abba Zagorath is C. Limbonic Art is D. I'm going to guess again with Azeroth. Okay. I only have Praise the Beast. That's an A. Anthony's saying C. Abba Zagorath. Say the first three names again. Azeroth. Cult of Death. Abba Zagorath. Going with A. Okay, it's another We're answer We're all for going a. with A. <laughs> you got Because you got, I trust Pete. I'm totally drunk. Don't, I, don't trust me. Um, you're, all, you're all actually wrong. It's actually Cult of Death. Really? So for question number four, no points awarded. Sorry, guys. I'm blowing it. <laughs> we all. <laughs> straight. Question number five, the nine circles of hell. <clears throat> 
Is that by A, Dark Throne, B, Carpathian Forest, C, Azagal, or D, Impallid Northern Moon Forest? <laughs> All those names are like somehow in the Impaled other one. Impaled Northern weird. Moon Forest. Awesome. Another, uh, once again, I raise my drink to Josh Martin. And what are you familiar see? with Impaled Northern Wait. Impaled Northern Moon Forest. Yep. So that was an answer of D. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think that's the name. Impaled Northern Moon Forest? Yeah. But that, Josh Martin was in that. Okay. The guy that we talked about, the escalator guy. Awesome. Uh, oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it's Carpathian Forest. It's not Impaled Northern Moon Forest, I can yeah. tell you that much. So the album is The Nine Circles of Hell. Again, A is Dark Throne. B is Carpathian Forest. C is Azagal, A-Z-A-G-H-A-L, and D is Impaled Northern Moon Forest. I'm going to go with C. Okay. Me too. Okay. Me too. Okay. And B. C is absolutely correct. Azagal. Nice. Nice. Very nice. For the record, uh, Carpathian Forest, Nat Frost, the singer, if you've never heard his solo stuff, please pick up Blood and Vomit. You'll, uh... On it. Fuzz and evil and singing about very bad stuff. Last question. <laughs> well, can we talk about Impaled Moon Forest for one second? <laughs> Absolutely. You familiar with them? That is um, Seth Putnam and Josh Martin making fun of black metal. Josh Martin played acoustic guitar and Seth Putnam played drums on his legs like this. <laughs> Isn't their album like they drew it? It's like a crude hand drawn. Yeah. Like, it's like, like a stick figure devil that says boo. Do we consider these guys friends of death metal or just them being funny? I got you. I like funny. Pete, what was that singer's name again that you just recommended? Uh, Nat Frost. He has two solo records. He hasn't done anything in a long time, but he's extremely offensive. <laughs> he, the second album he put out is called Terrorist. If you actually remove where the disc is, you know, like you know, like how you buy a CD and they'll be like where you put the disc, it'll be gray. Sure. If you actually rip that off of, of the, the case, you'll actually get a clear centered picture of his anus. Like it's a hidden picture of just his anus, and <laughs> and the back of the cover is just him drunk, passed out in a bathtub, wearing corpse paint. And are you certain it's his anus? I don't know, but does it really matter? <laughs> well, I mean, if we were if we were gonna do that, I would want the most photogenic anus out of the yeah. three of us. The fucking anus. There's a song on the record called. Uh, you can delete this if it violates your thing. But there's a there's a song on the record called Preteen Death Fuck, and the lyrics are so offensive. Scenes of Mist actually like removed some of them. <laughs> like some of the words are there, and some of them are deleted. It is like, wow, it's that offensive. Oh. Nice. Yeah. We have one more question in round one. This is the last one for one pointer. The album title is Blood for Satan. Oh, I know this one. Is this by A, Antaeus, B, Black Dawn, C, Thornspawn, or D, Impaled Nazarene? It's Black Dawn. Okay. I, I gotta <laughs> go with right. Pete. Okay, he's pretty confident. confident that yeah. so, okay. I'm, I'm with that. Okay, so, so the band's gonna say Black Dawn. Black Dawn is absolutely correct. I always remember that one because it's got 
the cover has got their mouths on it and there's blood coming out of their mouths and you're playing this game all wrong because like he's just shouting out the answers and you're throwing me cards <laughs> he didn't shout not... out the answer he just announced that he was gonna know it could have been bluffing so we have Pete and Steve both tied at four. We got Joe at three and Anthony at two. Mm -hmm. So for round two, we actually uh, double the points. So it's actually two pointers. I do got to interject though too. I love Impaled Nazarene. They are awesome. That a boy. Yeah. I nice shout out. I, I got <laughs> the fact that they have like they're, they're different titles, but in parentheses will be like Angels three or Angels four. Yeah. So one big one. <laughs> With the uh, the darker side podcast, I made a comment to Forrest. I did too. He keeps texting me. He's like, "I'm like, oh, obviously you guys are doing okay." He's like, "That's because I bought advertising. I paid three hundred dollars for all of these followers." I'm like, "Well, one, I don't have three hundred dollars to buy followers. Two, hopefully the people that actually follow our podcast actually Fred listen to it." Fred, we paid for followers? No, 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 no. Oh, podcast, podcast, so, uh, the darker side podcast. Uh, you know what my philosophy is on that is, it, it seems like you guys are having fun doing this. Am, am I wrong? I mean, we're, we're nah. Sitting, this is kind of laborious. <laughs> like we're, labor we're, intensive. <laughs> we're, we're All this here. beer we have to drink is just terrible. We are on the clock right now. And apparently, it's like really bad for you, like that we just drink out of random days. Yeah. It's like drinking beer and talking about metal. It's well, what cow. sucks is like you actually have like you have your social media presence. Like so, like Facebook. You go to our Facebook. We have like seventy followers. But, like, iTunes, we have 400 downloads. Nice. Nice. It's like, okay, who cares about Facebook? <laughs> right. But everybody cares about Facebook. They look at Facebook. They're like, meh. Anyways. You digress. <laughs> Never. Yeah, Facebook's a weird thing. Well. I, I, I honestly have a lot to say about Facebook. Not that I'm going to go into that here. <laughs> the problem with Facebook is the, the algorithm that Facebook actually has. Like, because I've actually had a good friend of mine who he follows everything that we do he's like I've, i haven't received any updates of anything you guys do how many episodes have you published i'm like 12 no 11 he's like what it's like i didn't see any of that i'm like even just like the whole thing as far as like the whole privacy thing like him going in front of all the editors and stuff like that. Maybe we're, they, uh, maybe we're considered fake like, news. Maybe. Like, <laughs> like we're getting we're getting blotched. Like there, there was one day I was I was hunting for colleges and like I went to like Syracuse University on a whim. Didn't enter any information whatsoever. I went to Facebook five minutes later, there was an ad for Syracuse. It's like oh, yeah. alright, that's the world we live in now. Oh it's creepy. Well, you search yeah, you search Facebook yeah. though. Uh, yeah. You search for anything and like all of a sudden it's like oh oh yeah I really yeah. hate it. It's kinda weird. Yeah. It's My scary. Facebook feed is all full of advertisements for all the guitars that I can't afford, but was looking at <laughs> anyway. Like, I look for that buddy. kind of porn one time, <laughs> and it haunts me forever. Haunts me forever. <laughs> my kids are on my computer for Christ. Anyway, I can't delete right. it. So, <laughs> how do I delete it? Block your cookies. Yes, <laughs> but I like cookies. I do like cookies. I get excited when they talk about cookies. I'm like, what? <laughs> for me? Okay, so we get the fun round for round two of Are You Smarter Than a Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack Host? This round has two potential answers. What we are looking for in this round is dinosaur or death metal. 
I like that. It's good. <laughs> when I saw this topic, <laughs> I was like, this is fucking perfect. <laughs> so these are going to be worth two points apiece. So it's still anybody's game, Anthony. Still get in there, kid. Are, are we adding to the points that we already have, or is this a fresh new game? No, no, no. We're adding to the points. We have a nice. running total. So we have uh, Pete and Steve at four, Anthony at two, and Joe at three. So far, all of our guests are heavier than, or are smarter than a heavy over six pack. Heavier, that too. Heavier. <laughs> That's fine. Obviously, they're kicking in. Anyways, so dinosaur or death metal? That's what we're looking for. Any? any <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably horribly mispronounce all of these, but I'll spell them for you if you need me. Number one, Pharmacon. F A R M A K O N. Pharmacon. Oh wow! <laughs> is that a dinosaur or is that death metal? What? <laughs> Joey. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are we going with? Do we have true and false? How's that work? I didn't make a flashcard for this. Are you just going A and B? Sure. A for dino. Okay, B for I was metal. Like, I don't know how to answer this. If you don't, if you don't want, I'm going to guess that that is a band. All right, we got an answer for a band. You know. Pharmacon. F A R M A K O N. Pharmacon. You know what? You've got to go with your gut, and you know what? My gut is telling me dinosaur. Okay, we got a, we got a band and a dino. I'm going band, too. I'm going band? band as well. You went band? Yep. That is a dinosaur. No wow. shit. <laughs> it doesn't end with Saurus. <laughs> right? Everything I know is Saurus. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> This is great. That was good, though. <laughs> Number two. I'm sorry. Number two, Belfagor. That is a B E L P H E G O R. Belfagor. That is a band. We all know. All three of us know that. Yeah, that is totally That's a, band. a band. I hope you're going with band. I put B. Could it also B be a dinosaur? Band. Is it named after a dinosaur? That is a band. Everybody's correct with band. I'm like, okay, they jumped on that one. You're, you're going to go with the crowd on that one. Right? I mean, like, gore doesn't mean, I don't know, anymore. All right, number three, hexing. H-E-X-I-N-G, hexing. I'm going to go with band. Me too. Me too. I'm going with dinosaur. We got three bands and one dinosaur. That is a dinosaur. Yes. Oh, wow, shit. Get nice. out. Well played. <laughs> Right up with that one. Did you, did wow. you actually know that one? No. Was that, was like... <laughs> made that up. I don't know, like four dinosaurs. So. All right. So there's we got... no band called Hexing. We got... for the record, is there any description on a uh, Hexing as far as what it what it is? There is, but I didn't. <laughs> Would you like me to find it? I mean, you don't have to right now, but I'm just curious. Like, I'll do it right now. It's like, oh, it's the tiniest little fucker that eats <laughs> grass or some. Hold on, hold on. Hexing dinosaur. Chicken, chicken, like what? Like Hexing is an extinct genus, basal, ominous dinosaur known from the early Cretaceous. It's a theropod. Northern. <laughs> looks like a that lizard. Anyone. Oh. Looks, looks like, like a, a lizard, thanks. He does. He looks like a little lizard with like a bird head. <laughs> the rest of the dinosaurs look the same way. Yeah, it pretty much looks like a dinosaur. It looks like a quail, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> this is going back to that thing where like a chicken is technically technically a dinosaur. I guess so. You, so you own dinosaurs, essentially. I do. I have lots of dinosaurs. Alright, number four. What do you want a score update? 
I'll give you a score update. Anthony, six. Steve, six. Pete, eight. Joe, five. Nice. Pretty lame, bro. <laughs> gonna start taking gambles. <laughs> Get back in this. Yeah, you gotta put it. You just gotta throw it out there. Number four, Dracorex. D R A C O R E X. Dracorex. I am gonna go with dinosaur. I'm gonna go okay. with band. Anthony says band. Yep. Hard. This is a split decision right here. Where'd my music go? I'll oh. say dinosaur. I will say dinosaur. Hold on, I get distracted. It doesn't take much. This looks, it doesn't. It really doesn't. You lost your host for like the rest of the day. Hold on a second. Kind of sounds like something that like Daenerys Targaryen would say to Commander. Dragon stuff. <laughs> Shoot fire too. Draco oh my god, that's so hot. <laughs> Dracorax. I guess everyone's watched Game of Thrones now. <laughs> Alright, so what we got? We got band, band, band? Um I'm dinosaur for I Dracorax. Alright. I said dinosaur. Dino, dino, dino. Yeah, we're all band. And we band? Dracorax is a death metal band. No oh. shit. Wow. And it's funny because I was thinking Draconia and that has nothing to do with And Anthony <laughs> Anthony has come from behind the tie for the lead. <laughs> So we got two left. We got two left. This is exciting. This is a fucking tiebreaker. This might be my first win, but who knows? You won once. Did I? I feel like you won once. I don't once. remember. Me neither. Number I didn't five. Win anything to like Astrodon. A S T R O D O N. Astrodon. That's not fair. It's got Don in the title. Boy, it really sounds like a dinosaur. Sure does. Astrodon. <laughs> A-S-T-R-O-D-O-N. I'm going to guess band because it sounds too much like a dinosaur. We got a band. Because you got Mastodon. Anthony threw up an A. I believe that means... Dinosaur. Dino. Okay. You know, I hear the name Astrodon, and I can actually hear the bullet belts and the gauntlets in the title. <laughs> so uh -huh. I'm, I'm going to go with band. You got band, band? I'm going to go with band. All right. Everybody in the band says band, <laughs> and Anthony says dino. Dinosaur. Astrodon is a dinosaur. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> Anthony, you just took the lead, bro. Two things to know. Dinosaurs and... Dinosaurs. <laughs> Our last question in dinosaur or death metal. This is so funny. <laughs> you should make this a regular thing. <laughs> right? Awesome. And from now on, we're doing dinosaurs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think there was only 14 possible answers, and I took the six. <laughs> but... It means I got eight left to play with. <laughs> I'm so excited. Neo Venator. Neo Venator. N E O V E N A T O R. Neo Venator. <laughs> I'm just. I'm the stress the levels. I'm just going to go with it. The I'm stress levels that actually are yeah, going that's what up I in do. this I'm room like, that's right that's now. I am done. <laughs> You That's know a what? Band. I'm not win winning anything anyway, so yeah, I'll go with band. Even if you win, you're not winning anything. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a band. I'm to gonna me. go with dinosaur. So we, we got three bands and one dino. Neo Venator is a death metal band. Oh. Does that put a tie in there somewhere? Yes. Fucking eight ties. I'm in last place, aren't I? <laughs> so what we have, we have Anthony and Pete with 10. Steve with The drummers. Eight, this is what it is. And Joe with seven. 
Gotta study. Gotta know your shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Alright, hold on. We're gonna find another. We're gonna find, find another more dinosaurs. One. I'm gonna find one. Dinosaur or death metal. I have to start like making like tiebreaker questions or something because like, this is the second time this has happened. And... Alright, hold on. We did that one. We did that one. Okay. Here's one. Belphegor. B E L P H E G O R. Belphegor. I am going to go with band. And this is band. I say band too. Band? <laughs> band. Everybody says band, that's a band. Which means Pretty sure have, I've heard of that one. Which means we still have a tie. In fact, I do want to put it out there. The Belphegor already went out there. <laughs> did it? We, we already did. In fact, I'll, I'll share with this too. Do you know there's actually more than one Belphegor? Really? There's Belphegor with a PH and Belphegor with an F. I don't think I don't even know if they're even still around, but they're pretty good. They're, they're which one? Oh, we did do Belphegor. Look well, at that. the one with the F. Well, I mean they're both good, but the I mean, one that we the one that I know is the oh, pH yeah. one, right? The, the, the one that everybody knows is the pH. The one with the F. I think they're like Norwegian or something, but they're still really good. Okay, fine. We didn't do this one. I'm so sorry. I, I doubled up. Asphinx. A S P H Y N X. Asphinx. Band. Oh, that's tough. Because Asphyx without the I N th- is yeah, a, band. a band. Oh, wait a minute. Is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe. Oh, shit. The, the... Is that your final answer, sir? Oh, shit. Uh, I think that's Joe, a dinosaur. You know? I'm going I think that's dinosaur. a dinosaur. So that didn't... Well, we can't it, win, so it don't matter. Joe, is, <laughs> is it Asphyx or Asphyx? Asphyx with no N is the band that has that the album, The Rack. Asphyx. Yeah. That's that N. That's a dinosaur. X. The N makes it a dinosaur. <laughs> you know what? I'm still going to go with my gut and say it's a band. I'm probably throwing it all away, but. <laughs> if you say dinosaur. I do. Congratulations, Mr. Pete. You are oh, smarter. <laughs> oh, and a heavy metal nice. over a six pack host. Nice. I, I, it's like, I, I know I've seen that logo somewhere, but uh, awesome. Congratulations. I nice do want to. Throw it out yeah. there, though. A lot of those were by accident. Applause, so. a lot, some of those were guessing. That's generally what happens. <laughs> Most of the time. That's, what, that's, why we, that's why we do uh, multiple choice. We try to give a fighting chance. Yeah, that was fun, though. That was really good. Yeah, should do it every time. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. Gentlemen, thank you very much yes, for joining us today. You. Oh, no problem. Any final words for the people, the fans? Hopefully we get we get some uh, some death metal lovers out of this. Yeah. Because you close-minded sons of bitches, if you're listening to us, 13 episodes in, you can't be close-minded. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Because we spew a lot of nonsense sometimes. Mm-hmm. It does happen. But great job, everybody. Awesome interview. Thank, Thank you very great much for joining us. Thank uh, you. Enjoy the music that uh, that that we're uh, we're sharing. Look up Liam Insanity. On the uh, the social medias, make sure you check out all of their stuff. Like we always emphasize, all mm-hmm. of the stuff. And for Christ's sakes, go find them live. Yep, come Su- to Sammy's patio, Southern Massachusetts, June ninth. Anything, bro? Good. I guess that's going to be the end of this episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. No.
of this episode, another fun-filled day in the world of heavy metal over a six-pack. This is Anthony, Marcus, and Jay signing off. See you next time.